You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. On, 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Explore a wide selection of luxury spirits, wine, and champagne at ReserveBar.com. Elevate your gifting this year with rare and exceptional bourbons, tequilas, scotch, wine, champagne, with personalized engraving, exceptional glassware, and more. From wines to whiskeys, there's a bottle for everyone. For a limited time, save $20 on your order of $150 plus with the code IHEART at ReserveBar.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, everybody? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, February 11th. And all I want to talk about for an hour today on the podcast is Tom Brady being absolutely hammered at the Bucks boat parade celebrating the Super Bowl victory. I don't know if I've laughed harder on first viewing of an NFL player away from the field, absolutely wrecked. I mean, Brady, the video, I'm sure you guys saw it on Wednesday. Brady in like a t-shirt, clearly not doing the TB12 diet. We all know he's probably a two or three beer kind of guy before he's absolutely destroyed. And Brady needed to be held up by a buddy coming off the boat didn't really have his sea legs. Just an awesome video. Listen, if you guys haven't seen it, I put on my Instagram stories. I mean, it's all over the internet. If you have social media, you saw it on Wednesday. It was really, on what was a slow day in sports, it was the greatest thing by far that I saw uh, in sports. There was a couple of interesting NBA games. And listen, we have a big guest coming up. His name is BJ Armstrong. And I've had him on my radio show a bunch of times, and we always get into it because we disagree. It's respectful disagreement. There's not enough of that these days. There's a lot of that in today's podcast. I think you'll love the interview. It did run a little bit long, but we covered a lot of topics. Um, And it's kind of timely because uh, one of the guys, ah, well, you'll you'll just hear the podcast. I'm I'm not going to ruin it, but um, there's a lot of good stuff in there. I hope you guys enjoy it. Here's Iowa Hawkeye legend, and former Michael Jordan teammate, B.J. Armstrong. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who I've gotten into some big discussions with. Heated, definite disagreements before he played with Jordan. Obviously, you know where that's going. Um, And, you know, that guy's a legend, Iowa Hawkeye. He's been in the front office. He's an agent. Uh, he's in the media. He's BJ Armstrong. What is up, BJ? How you doing, man? Oh, I can't complain. I appreciate you. Straight fire. I'm already, uh, it's already getting hot in here. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous already. Uh, so I haven't talked to you since the last dance. And we'll definitely do plenty on, you know, uh, you being a star this summer in that, uh, or last summer, sorry, in the documentary. But I, I need to start with one of your clients, Derek Rose, just got yes. shipped to my Knicks. And uh, Knicks fans had some questions. Maybe you yes. can help answer them. Um, it's a reuniting Rose with Thibodeau. Um, talk me through the Knicks strategy adding Rose to a very, very young team. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a big question. Well, I don't know the Knicks strategy, and I'm not privy to those conversations. But I will say this. I think the Knicks have a team where they feel that they can compete. Hmm. And the hiring of Tom Thibodeau 
and the things that they're doing there for Julius Randle playing the game. I mean, he's playing at an all-star level right now. Arguably, I mean, he's playing. I I I, I think and I mean this in a, as a compliment. He's playing the best basketball of his career right now. He's playing terrific basketball. Um, I thought they had an excellent draft last year and this year. Uh, they've done a lot of trades and there's been a lot of things here. But when you look at the New York Knicks team overall, I love the picks that they've made over the years, whether that's R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson. I love the, the trades that they've made, acquiring the players they have with the team. And now I think this is a culmination of everything that they've done. And a lot of that has been years in the making to get to this team where their books are healthy. I think the young players that they've had, that they've drafted, they've drafted very well. And then now they see another opportunity to move forward with their veterans. I mean, this kid quickly has come on and now he's, there's no fans in the building, but from everything I read, the people, the New York fan base, they love him. And now you get an opportunity to bring in a player like a Derrick Rose to mentor this young man with Tom Thibodeau and the blue collar attitude that he's, going to bring there. I think it's representative of the city of New York. They're hard nosed. They're going to play tough. They're going to grind it out. And then now they have a player like a, a Rose and they have some veterans, Burks and so forth and so on, where now you're saying we have a team that can compete in particular in the Eastern conference. And they're in, and you know, and they're going to be in every game. So I think bringing in Derek was good for tips. There is a, a rapport there. There's a, a, an amazing relationship that they have there. I think Derek's role coming off the bench, he understands Tibbs. Tibbs understands him. I think he can help this team win, maybe help them win some games late. And I just thought it was a good fit. I thought it was a great trade for both teams. I thought Detroit got a great player back as well in Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's I really, talented. I, he's we know he's talented. I, I, you know, PJ, he's on his what third team in four or five. And, I, years. and, I, and you know, look, we can say those things, but I, I, I'll give you an example. You know, there was a player I remember some years ago, Chauncey Billups. Chauncey was on like his fifth or sixth team before he got to the Detroit Pistons. And sometime with players, it's just finding the right place and the right fit for you. These players are coming into this league so early, 18, 19 years of age. You know, it may take them four or five stops. It may take them four or five years for them to finally figure out who they are and what they're going to be. But more importantly, as a as a player who's worked in that league, you can't give up on these young kids. That's why yeah, you're no, taking them in the first place. I, I don't want Dennis to sound Smith. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Dennis Smith is a very talented young man. He's a very talented player. And you look what they're doing there in Detroit, you know, it, it will give him an opportunity to play, to develop, to grow. And he has experience. I mean, he's, you know, he started off there in, in Dallas and now he was in New York. And so I like to trade. I think it could be a win for, ev for everybody involved. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, you know, Smith, young guy, a bit of an ego coming in, very talented, but mm -hmm. he butted heads with, uh, you know, the coach there in Dallas. And then he comes to New York. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan, but his Instagram videos are. But if he does come back, I want you to be the biggest guy to say. Well, define coming back. How about this? How about this? Will Dennis Smith be an all-star within the next five years? You know, the no all-stars and all of those things, I, I don't know. Okay. You know, like this guy will be an all-star, that guy will be an all-star. You know, I, I have no idea. But what I will say, do I think Dennis Smith will be a contributor in the rotation for a rot in, as a rotational player in this league? Absolutely. Okay. Can you be an all-star? Look. A lot of things got to fall in place. A lot of things got to fall in place for you. But will he be a player that will contribute? Yes, I believe that because he's a very, very talented young man. Yes. So uh, the Knicks fans pushing back on the Rose edition. Okay. Uh, quickly is a very, very promising prospect, and they want him to get minutes. And R.J. Barrett has made a leap this year. Yes, he has. Um, as you said, Julius Randle has. Rose historically, obviously, in supreme talent, a former MVP can be ball dominant, so he needs the ball to dominate. And does that take away the ball from some opportunities for RJ and quickly? I definitely hear the leadership issue. That That's going to be, you know, Rose mentoring is, is going to be spectacular. I just don't know. I mean, 
does well, that, does this I, potentially hinder the progress or I slow think, the progress of I Barrett think, and and quickly? I think most, in right now as I'm as I'm listening to the question, is they're thinking of that Derrick Rose that was at his pinnacle, at his peak right. of where he was at. Okay, if that Derrick Rose was coming to to the New York Knicks. I understand. <laughs> Derrick Rose understands where he's at in his career, which is very important for, for an athlete. You got to understand where you're at. I think Derrick Rose understands where he's at. I think he's comfortable where he's at. And how Coach Thibodeau is going to utilize him, he understands that as well. So Derrick understands the importance of how to be a, good, a, a young player and what it means to be a good player when you're young is there's only one way – to become a good player when you're young. You got to play with experience. You got to um, play. Yeah. So quickly will play, okay? Provided he performs and does all those things. But at the same time, Derek understands that where his role is at, where he's going to fit in, and, and, and without being in that locker room and knowing, he understands that the importance, if you're going to be on a good team, it's important for players to be able to play in a, 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 a roles minute, a 20 to 25 minute, and be able to perform to help the team. So I think Derek will fall into that space. And the thing I love about today's game, if I was playing today, if I can now go back and regress mm -hmm. to being a former player, is being able to play small ball. There's yeah. no reason why quickly and Derek Rose can't play together. Oh, because, yeah. okay, so I see an enormous opportunity for this to work because of the way the game is played. It's not one guy taking away minutes, they have an opportunity now to play together for extended minutes, like, unlike you could in, you know, 15, 20 years ago, where you didn't just play small ball or small players together. So I see it as a great opportunity for quickly to be able to play, but more importantly, quickly is going to be a great player. And the only way he's going to reach that is he got to get out there on the floor. And I don't see coach Thibodeau saying he's not going to play now because what he's done thus far in the season has been very, very impressive and yeah. he deserves to play. Um, I got to ask you about the Iowa Hawkeyes later. And obviously last dance, I just want to go through a couple other current NBA topics right now. Um, you know, BJ, we're seeing a, a, a resurgence of Steph Curry. He missed the season last year. He's been ridiculous. And somebody posted his stats when he was the unanimous MVP, which by the way, your guy, Jordan never was. Um, and this year, <laughs> and Curry is matching that output. Now, obviously, they're not incredible because he's playing with a bunch of guys from the G League, basically, and Draymond Green. Um, <laughs> not to disparage him, that's that's reality. Like, look at these guys. Um, I, I just need to, uh, some clarification on. You know, people came into this season saying, "Man, I'm ready, I'm ready to bury Steph Curry. He's overrated. He's nothing special." BJ, you've watched some Curry this year. I need your thoughts on. Curry as one of the, you know, still one of the supreme talents in the NBA. And I think we're talking an all-time top 15 player in, in the history of the league. Yeah, you said the resurgence, and I just had to chuckle at that. Like, where did he go? Like, He was hurt. Who, yeah, yeah. Where did he I mean, like, Steph Curry is Steph Curry. This is what makes him a phenomenal player. And what makes him incredible is his ability to shoot the ball. Okay? His ability to shoot the ball in various ways. He can shoot off the catch. He can shoot off the dribble. He can shoot in isolation. He can shoot in transition. He can shoot off curls, step backs, whatever it is. He can shoot the basketball and make that shot at a very high frequency. That's what makes him an incredible player. So today's game is tailored for his skill set because in our era, you had to play with hand checking, so forth and so on. The game now is played at a pace and space that if you could shoot, if you're an offensive player, this is the area you want to play in because you have a significant advantage as an offensive player because of hand checking, just hand checking alone. So when people say, well, he's matching the, the stats. Okay. That's the stats are the stats. If you were averaging 37 points a game in that era, like I saw number 23 do, Okay. With hand checking. That's a total different game than today's game where there's no hand checking. But today's game, the offense, offensive player and the offensive output 
you have to give them credit because how fast they're playing. I mean, these guys are shooting threes unlike anything I've seen before. I mean, if Steph Curry shot 15 threes in a game, that wouldn't be a big deal. If you saw that, if you said that 15 years ago, you'd be like, this guy's a gunner. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Steph Curry, when people say, oh, wow, I can't believe it. Like, what did you think? The game is tailored for the offensive players to excel. I mean, what these guys are doing is offensive talents now. It's incredible. I mean, step back threes. I mean, double step back threes. They're shooting. You, you'll see a two on one and a guy will pull up and shoot a three. And none of And no one will say anything. If we did that, you wouldn't play for a week. You would yeah. be, that would be irresponsible. Your generation, so, BJ, was not good at math, apparently, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, so again, I want to appreciate Steph Curry, what he's doing in this era. And without question, he is one of the best players of this generation. He has shown the ability to do it in high pressure situations. He's done it in the postseason, preseason, regular season. And he is incredible for the game. So I don't know where he's gone, but my television has always been tuned into Steph Curry because I've never seen a player be able to shoot with this level of accuracy in all of the various ways he's doing it. He just does it. He's an amazing player to watch. And as a former player, I find myself watching him because I can't believe his shot making ability, left hand, right hand floaters. Yeah off the one leg, off the double screen, off the triple screen, in transition, distance. I mean, every way possible, he does it. And and he's doing it now in a way where you're saying, you know every team is game planning for him. And he's still doing it. So you know what? Hats off for him for, you know, being able to take on this task. But the one thing that I love about him, and this was pointed out to me by my daughter, who has secretly okay. has a crush on Steph Curry. Oh, geez. What girl doesn't? He's the man. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's incredible. She said, Dad, why does, why does he play the game with such joy? Why is he always feeling like or acting mm-hmm. like he's having a great time? Steph Curry has joy when he's playing the game. I mean, think about all the things he's accomplished. He gets excited yeah. when they win a game in February. Like, you just don't see that. That's Magic so Johnson like, right? That's I mean, absolutely. That to me is what makes him like one of the greatest ever is that he doesn't take this for granted and he displays it every single night. He has every reason to complain right now. He can complain, oh, we need this or we need that or I. No, he's 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 fired up for Andrew Wiggins. He's fired up for those guys. He's He has excitement and more importantly, He's performing. That's what I love about it. he's performing, trying to win games. And uh, you know what? He's a joy to watch play. I, I do want to push back on something you said about yes. uh, the defense and the generation. So Kevin Garnett, the big ticket, gave an interview to the New York mm-hmm. Times a couple of days ago. And they asked him, what's your take on the current state of the NBA? KG said, the game is on another level in that. Right now, they want you to go on the court, sprint corner to corner, stop on a dime, shoot threes. You got to do so many things. And he actually said, I don't think guys from 20 years ago could play this game. 20 years ago, guys used their hands to control players. Now you can't use your hands. He thinks the opposite, that it's more difficult to play now. He says, Kevin Garnett, can you imagine not hand-checking Michael Jordan? So, I... I this has been a, a, a long narrative that, oh, man, some of these guys now, they couldn't play in the rough-and-tumble 90s and 2000s. Kevin Garnett just says that's not true. No one, I, I, at least from what I heard or read about, the, I didn't read the entire article. I read the quote. And one thing I want to say is this. I never, ever compare the eras because it's a different game. Like, that game was a totally different game. When I look at the film of that era I always ask myself how did I how did I get through because I wasn't the biggest I wasn't the strongest I wasn't the fastest guy but how did I play in an era where you literally could just foul someone violently and all that would be was a foul and two free throws okay so this isn't like how, how tough it is one era to another thank goodness that the NBA cleaned that up because someone 
was going to get hurt because you're seeing you were seeing fouls and in, and fouls and and the way the game was being played. Now, on what Kevin's saying is, I have the same appreciation and respect for the players today because they're playing a different game. They're playing a different game. The thing that I love about professional athletes is they always adjust and adapt to whatever's going on. I love the fact that, you know, when I watched James Harden, okay, I, I never had to guard a guy who played that way. I've never seen a guy play that way. <laughs> I've never seen a guy play that much isolation basketball. I've never seen. Well, wait, wait, what, what about Jordan in the early eighties before he got my, uh, if you, Pippen my, and Phil Jackson? But Michael Jordan was very he, three dribbles. He was already at a place moving up. Harden's I've never like seen a guy. I've never seen a guy James Harden dribble the ball fifteen times. Da 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 da. Play and I've never seen that before. Do you like now, it, by the way? Yeah. Hey, if that's today's game, no, that's the but game do you today. Like watching Harden with the fifteen dribbles. Is it fun for me and my son? Yes. <laughs> do I think you could win playing ah, that style? Two different questions. Two different questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it fun to watch? I'm like, who who wouldn't want to go to the park and go to a game and just play an isolation basketball and and do who wouldn't? Like well, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to be on his team. And okay. you know, I mean, we'll get to the Nets in a sec, but yeah, you know, the comparing eras thing, BJ, is what the ultimately is the LeBron versus Jordan discussion. Jordan yeah. played in the nineties, primarily mm-hmm. dominant. We, we really rule out his eighties. And and you know, LeBron's in this different era. I, I Let me just hit you with the one. I don't know if we mentioned this in the radio discussion, but the idea that the, the, the sport was not totally global in the 90s. The Dream Team opened it up in 92, but you didn't see the amount of European talent in the league then. You know, you had Tony Kukoc, a couple guys, as opposed to now where Jokovic, uh, sorry, uh, Jokic, I'm thinking of tennis, Jokic, <laughs> Luka, I mean, these are like top five players in the NBA, and there's several of them. Um, sure. The, the league is loaded. I just feel like it's more of a global sport, and the talent pool is deep, far deeper now than it was in the 90s, when there were, uh, between 88 and 94, I think there were like s- six expansion teams added to the league or something. Right. Um, well, I, I, I think the media finally caught up to what the rest of us knew in the 80s. I think the media and the coverage of the NBA finally caught. And what I mean by that, in 1980, I graduated high school in 1985, myself along with Glenn Rice and a few players, uh, I was invited to play in what's called the Albert Schweitzer games over in Germany. This team that I played with had the late Drazen Petrovic, Dino Raja, Tony Tony Kukoc, and Vladi Divac. Mm on one team at the time it was Yugoslavia. So in the eighties, I was already being exposed to these players that you're currently seeing now. Now the European game is a totally different game Mm. than the, than, than the older NBA game. The NBA game is a game that's only played in the NBA. It's the rules of the NBA is only played in the NBA, right? You don't learn that NBA game at the local Y, AAU, high school, college. You only play the NBA game in the NBA. And the reason I'm pointing that out is the, the, the NBA game used to be the most physical game in the world. It used to be the most physical game out of all of the games, right? It was more physical than college basketball. It was more physical than FIBA. It was more physical than any other game. Now the game has changed where if you ask the basketball community, what's the most physical game? They will say the European game. Mm. That's what's changed. See, the, the, the way the game used to be played, it was very hard for these European players yeah. or any other player to come and adapt to the but NBA game. The soft Europeans, right? <laughs> See, I, I, I didn't say it. You didn't you say it. it. I could say it. It's fine. Yeah. The perception okay. was the perception. that Kukoc okay. and company were soft. Right. So when you came over here and a guy just clotheslined you, I, I never drove to the basket and not felt, I, I always felt, if I saw Jeff Rulin and Rick Moore, I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> okay. If you didn't grow up in this environment, that was foreign to you. When the rules change, the European players now were, 
saying, oh, wow, I could play in the NBA. They can't hand check me. Now the game probably more resembles a global game than it did 20 years ago. That's the difference of the game today. That's saying it's right or wrong. I think it's great for the game because now you're seeing a third of the league now are foreign-born players because the game now represents more of a global game. So now you can see a Luka Doncic, and he can come around and dance with the ball and all of those things. Well, in that era, you couldn't do that because I would have a hand on him, and I would be able to guide him and stop him from doing that. Okay, you wouldn't see guards playing isolation basketball in our era because the bad boys. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wonder, bad boys versus Giannis, how would that have ended up? Because yeah, Giannis that, that, obviously was a frail dude. Right. He's and, now pretty and, thick. And this is what I love most. When I watch the game today, I see guys jumping off one leg. In our era, you didn't really do that because guys would take guys out if you jumped off one leg. You know, Jordan. You always mostly you saw him in traffic coming off, too, because you were expecting the contact that was going to happen there. You didn't see a lot of guys flying to the back. Like you see Giannis and you see these, you know, LeBron's. They're all coming off one leg. And you didn't just see that. And you didn't see guards in particular driving, jumping off one leg and up and under and doing. No, that didn't happen in that era. What you did was you stop and you pop because the bigs. The Bill Cartwrights, the Charles Oakleys, <laughs> the Buck Williams, they didn't play that. That was just that era. Yeah. So I think the game is in a better position for the global impact because of the rules. It allows more people to participate. But more importantly, I think today's athlete, it, 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 I'm not saying it was dangerous because I played in that era. I'm just saying I think it's better. The game is better because you're protecting the athlete today. These athletes are bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. And I just think I, I have an appreciation for both, but I'm older. So I can, I can see. No, no, both, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, you know, yeah, you're a little so, older than me, but um, I'm right with you. I, I, and that's the problem. Any, the, the Jordan LeBron discussion, BJ comes down to, well, if you don't say Jordan is the best, you're a hater. And if you say LeBron is the best, you're ball washing LeBron. And it's just like that's stupid. Under what it's, rules, though? Like, like but that, that's the rules. idiots. Like, we'll, we'll put one yeah. of these clips on social media, and then you'll see the comments. And it's like, oh, geez, this guy's—he can't get off LeBron's nuts. Or you'll see the opposite. <laughs> oh, how, you're a hater. How do you hate George? Like, it's just dumb, you know. And that's right. why the social media—I hate that it's shaping narratives out there. But it's pretty clear, BJ. Come on, that the NBA's never seen anything like LeBron James. Six eight, two sixty. Doing what he's doing at 36. MVP well, uh, leader according to Vegas right now. Well, um, we've seen athletes his size before. Who? We've seen who who was that big and fast combination? I mean, you, you, I mean, you, you know, you, you can't forget these guys like George McGinnis. You've seen these guys. You've seen the size. George McGinnis? Yeah. What, you, is that 1970s this, Pacers guy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, you, 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 you've seen these. I mean, you've seen phenoms like Spencer Haywood. Right. You've seen these type of players. But you have know, you've we seen... seen them with the speed? Okay. I mean, he goes end to end. Maybe not now, but a couple years ago, like John Wall with okay. the basketball. Super but fast. Ag- but again, again, I got a picture you can't see here on, on, my, on my wall here. And it's a picture of Wilt Chamberlain and, and Bill Russell. Okay, I wish you could see Let me just it. tell the audience. So we're doing this over Zoom, and BJ behind him is a jersey of Jabbar, a Philly jersey of Wilt, and now he's telling us about more centers. Says yeah. the 6'2 shooting guard, he like, loves the I, centers. I, I, where are the guards? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a center at heart. I'm, I've always been a big, <laughs> you know. I've always been a big. But I have a picture here, and, and it's Bill Russell trying to block. It's a famous photo, Bill Russell – trying to block as Wilt Chamberlain, the big dipper, shooting his finger roll. And it's just, a, it's an iconic picture. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing that struck me most are the shoes that they're wearing. They have, Wilt Chamberlain has on high top Converse cons, you know, the canvas ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bill Russell has on low top. <laughs> now, that, that, okay, these are like big men. Yeah. Okay, it hurts me to walk. Yeah, in Converse cons, I can't wear low tops ever. Playing never. How Bill Russell 
is able to jump in low top Converse cons and play in a basketball game is beyond. Right. But uh, hold on. The Russell stuff is like, you know, that's a like an 80-year age gap, right? Russell was playing in the 60s. No, no, but, but here's my point. My point is the equipment that these young men have and training and things that are available to them today. You can't tell me if, Bill, if, if Wilt Chamberlain had all of the things, the technology that's available today and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and these players, they didn't have what we have today the training and all of these things. When you say we haven't seen someone like LeBron, this is what I will say about LeBron, which I think is like one of the most incredible things I've ever seen is the following. They said father time is undefeated. (laughs) Suddenly now LeBron James is tapping on father times shoulder and saying, listen, you might have to take this loss <laughs> because I've never seen someone in their prime for this long. Okay. Normally as an athlete, your prime was from three to seven years. You come into the league two or three years, you figure it out. You're in your prime. Let's say, let's say you're in your prime an extended amount of time. That's seven years. That's 10 years in the league from like 11 to 14. You're kind of like, you're just the savvy veteran. LeBron James has extended his prime from like year five because he came in in high school to like now year 18. Right. That's like a 13 year window. Now that to me has been the most amazing thing I've seen. Yeah. No one's like, so what LeBron has shown me now is that now something I thought wasn't possible because of the, the window is normally five to seven years for an athlete to be in his prime. Mm-hmm. He's taken it and doubled it now. Because now, the way you train, the way you take care of yourself, you can actually extend it for twice the length of time. That, my friend, is the most amazing thing I've seen. Because you shouldn't have a man in year 18 playing the way he's playing. Perhaps the MVP of the league right now and still being as dominant as he is in year 18. So, B.J. Armstrong, are you ready to say LeBron is the greatest player in NBA history? No, I'm not ready to say that because I can't disrespect all of these other it's people. It's not disrespecting the, all these but, guys. But, but, because, you, oh. because, because and the, reason, the reason you can't say that is because every era is different. You got to appreciate that era. You have to appreciate that era. Okay. Like I have to appreciate what those men had to go through in the 60s. Definitely. Totally different era. I have to appreciate what those people did in the 70s and what they had to go through and the 80s and there was a 90s. Just like I have to appreciate social media and all of the things that these players. So every era has its things that they have to go through. And I just want to appreciate that era, that time, because you can't, the game is totally different. Like, we could hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, you just you said a great thing about the eras are totally different. I yes. think the best way to to line up the the greatest players of all time is could they dominate in any era? Absolutely. And I've got to ask you this, and this is I, this is by no way, shape, or form being meant to disparage the greats of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain. They were amazing in their time. I am looking at the centers in the league right now: Nick Vujicic, Orlando Magic. He's putting up 23 and 11. He's having an amazing season. Nobody outside of Orlando knows this. BJ, he's shooting six threes a game. Okay. And he's hitting 41%. Jokic, the chubby, doughy, whatever you want to call him, seven-footer in Denver, shooting three threes a game, 40%. Embiid, seven-foot-one, he's shooting three threes a game. Okay. I've just got to ask you, if you are unable to shoot threes like Wilt, like Russell, like Jabbar, what are those guys in the current NBA? And I'm not saying they're crap. I am not saying some, it, but yeah, what yeah, are yeah. they? Some players, my friend, you know, they, 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 some players are what I, I refer to them as standalone players. It doesn't matter what era you put them in. Okay. Because the game of basketball for me revolves around three things. You got to be able to defend. 
you got to be able to rebound the ball after that great defensive possession and you got to be able to pass the ball. Now, when we get done talking about the differences of the game, right? Everyone talks about the generations and all of those things. To me, that's just a, that's an amateur argument, but I got to recognize it because the way the game is taught, the way the game is played and the way the players are currently playing, whatever trend is going on. But when you get down to why we play the game, if we're playing the game to win since 1946, when the NBA started, it'll always come down to defense, rebounding and sharing the ball. We get caught up now in stats. Yes. This guy shooting six threes and this Player guy shooting three. Rating. Yeah, PER, true shooting percentages and all of those things. Every year, you know what team wins? The team that has that can defend the best. Anthony Davis last year mm-hmm. displayed that he was the best defensive player in the NBA in the playoffs. Might have not been that during the regular season, but in the playoffs because he was able to defend Jokic when needed be. He could defend every other guard when they switched on screen roll. And then I saw Anthony Davis, who basically became their starting center. Listen to what I'm about to say. He was basically their starting center in the playoffs and guarded Jimmy Butler in the NBA Finals one-on-one. There isn't another player outside of maybe Giannis that could do that. Bill Russell could not be chasing Jimmy Butler around the perimeter. Okay. He just couldn't. What I can say is that Bill Russell would have affected the game on the defensive end where I know Jimmy Butler wouldn't have been attacking the basket here. So you ask me why I always have these big guys here. It's because defensively, you have to be able to defend. They are the last line of defense. Bill Russell, I have no doubt, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who are all up on my wall, would have been just as effective in today's game as they were in yesteryear because they would affect the game. Okay. So okay. I, 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 I agree with almost any era, except I there's just some wonder players. if, huh? There's some, there's only a few players that can, you can say that about. Right. I'll tell you this, BJ, I think Anthony Davis could transition easily and dominate just like he is today in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Right. I just don't know if, Bill Russell would have as much of an impact as he had in the '60s as he would now. Well, I, I could tell you, I could tell you why he would. Because he's he you know, wasn't a, offensively a, a, skilled. There, Bill Russell was a great defensive guy and a shot blocker, but it's not like he had a keen the dream moves in the post. Bill Russell okay, did not. Th- those are again, those are the stats. Bill Russell had impeccable leadership. Yes, yes. you don't just win. He's won his entire life. He, he won in high school. He won. Yeah, no, no, definitely. NCAA championships. He won an Olympic championship. He won 11 championships in 13 years. And two of them, he was the player coach. This is not an accident. This is this is not an accident. Like, this isn't like, okay, guy won a championship one year. Okay, he had a good run. Things happen. This man has consistently been the most dominant winner his entire career. This is this isn't like an accident. So when you start talking about numbers, okay, you can compare the numbers. I get it. No one, no one, I don't care who you are, can refute this, whether you play football, basketball, baseball. Leadership is going to find a way. Bill Russell has impeccable leadership capabilities. Bill Russell didn't shoot, not because he couldn't shoot, because he figured out what he needed to do to win the game. Right. If Bill Russell needed to make a three to win the game, guess what he would have done? Probably Bill Russell is not losing yeah, game yeah, seven. That's what people, and I've had this discussion because we can all fan. we can all talk about right. per per ain't got nothing to do with game seven with the game on the line. Give me Bill Russell, whoever you want to put okay. in a game How about seven. This? Last one in crossing eras. Um, a guy I am enamored with his game. I love watching this guy play the game. And he probably ain't even going to be an all-star this year. Zach Levine in Chicago. This dude is a freak. And he can shoot the three, 40% this year. He can sky up over anybody. He's 85 plus from the line. I'm just saying, you put him in that era with Bob Cousy and those Celtics teams. And Zach Levine is averaging, what, 45 a game? Be, be real, BJ. How, what, what is Zach Levine doing in the 60s? Well... I'm trying to look at those converse. I'm trying to see Zach Levine running around doing the dunks he's doing in those in those converse cons. Right there. <laughs> yeah, because it's a shoe that makes Zach Levine. Hey, hey, hey. Do I saw the guy, Bunny I saw guys shooting set shots back then. You know what I mean? Gosh. Like, like, 
Like if you, if I took Zach Levine now and put him in that era, I get what you're saying. But if if Zach Levine grew up in that era, Zach Levine would have been playing basketball the way they play basketball in that era. And that's what makes it so challenging. That's what they, yeah. So if I just said this Zach Levine and just dropped him in that era, I get you. Okay, I agree with you. If I put Zach Levine and said he grew up in that time frame and the way that they played, no. So why BJ? And I'll again. I, I, this is just a fun topic. Why do we only do this in basketball? We don't say, "Hey, man, Bart Starr was an awesome quarterback and leader in the '60s. He could dominate today." We don't say, "Boy, Babe Ruth, you put him in the lineup today. He's hitting 60, no problem." Um, we only seem to do it with basketball. I, I don't totally understand it. Can you help me? I, I just think. The popularity of the game of basketball has grown now to a place where more people, I think the game now is as popular as it's ever been and is continuing to grow. And these type of arguments to me is what makes it a beautiful sport. Yeah. Because when I watch Jokic and I watch Luka Doncic, when I watch Giannis and I watch all of these foreign players, you know, I was fortunate enough to play with Tony Kukoc and I played with Vladi Divac. They brought their own flair to the game. You know, like when I was coming up, you know, the New York City players all had a certain way that they played. Yeah. The players from the West Coast had a way that they played. I'm from Detroit. We had a, a way that we played. And you would bring your little you know, your little space to the game. Now, when you watch the game, like Luka Doncic, you're going, oh, okay. All right, I like that. Like, that's his, that's his interpretation of the game. And that's because it's popular. So the popularity of the game to me is what makes these conversations to me with passion is because everyone now around the world has a way or they think they have a way of how the game should be played. And when you see someone from Brazil, when you see Leandro Barbosa play, he was like, oh, is that how they play in Brazil? Or is that just how he plays? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, to me, that's what's that's the beauty of the game. That's why I love the Olympics. It's because, wow, you see, you see, the it's, it's basketball, but France plays a little different. And Serbia, and yeah. Serbia plays a little Ginobili, different yeah, than Spain point. and Argentina, and like like Ginobili, like God, everyone does a step through. Okay, that was that's that's Ginobili though, that's his right? Move. Yeah, yeah. So you understand? You understand? So I think these conversations are great. Is because the world is watching, and there's some young kid right now who is seeing something and is going to put another spin on the game, like Steph Curry. Like no, no one ever thought to shoot like this. But he was sitting on the sideline watching the NBA. I remember when he used to come to practice, when Dale, his dad, we played together a year or two in Charlotte. He would bring his son, and, and I remember Steph and Seth, they would sit on the sideline. Well, clearly, they weren't watching what we were doing. <laughs> they, had their own, they had their own imagination and creativity, and yeah. now this is what you get. So I think it's beautiful. I love these arguments. I love the people that they care. But more importantly, it pushes us forward. I want to see where the game is going to go next. I want to see the next Kareem Abdul-Jabbar dribble the ball up like Jokic, shoot threes, and with the sky hook. This guy scored, what, 38,000 points? Yeah. Imagine this guy with a three. The guy That's might score 100,000 points. Game over. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see the Big Dipper with a with a with a three point jump shot. All right, BJ. Final question, maybe like a minute or less. Uh, college basketball. Everybody gets excited about it after the Super Bowl. Your Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, right. They've hit the skids as of late, but they're still projected as you know an Elite Eight type team. Yeah. 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 Luke Garza, is this the best Iowa team since your 1987 group? And I had to look this up. That lost in the Elite Eight to oh, UNLV. Man, BJ, don't this is crazy. Me. Hold up. Hold up. You guys were 30-5 and five that year. You faced a good UNLV team, Armin Gilliam, Gerald oh. Patio, Freddie Banks. But you guys led by 16 at halftime? Uh, why you have to I've got to go look it up why, on YouTube. Why, why, you, why you got to remind me? See, I, I, I'm feeling good. You and I, are, we're going back and forth. This is what sports talk shows are supposed to be. And then now, you, now you're hurting me. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Armin Gilliam, I, you know, that was tough. 
you know, that, that was a, but that was a great team. They had a great team and we were up 16 in Seattle. I think this Iowa team is probably the best team since that team. Mm. I think they are, they have a great player. And the one thing is in the NCAA tournament, you need great guard play. You need great guard play. So uh, they've kind of slipped, but that's to be expected. Why? Because they have been a marked team all year. They've been, a, this isn't a, like Luca Garcia came in. He is the, you know, he, he, he is like literally the best player probably in college basketball. So it, he comes in and everyone is giving him and that team their best shot. So Luca Garza and the Iowa Hawkeyes right now, they've taken on that challenge all year. And I think now they have an opportunity provided that they give exceptional guard play. You got to have exceptional guard play to win. And, uh, but I, I agree with you. I think this is the best team since those teams and I'm rooting for uh, my Hawkeyes and that they could advance one step further and get to the, excuse me, get to the final four and um, maybe win the whole thing. Yeah. All right. BJ Armstrong, everybody, um, NBA agent. He's a budding media star. He is a former teammate of Jordan. <laughs> and he thinks LeBron is the GOAT. That's that. That's where we are. We'll get out of here on that Next one. time, you and I are going there. Thanks. We need a show just for that. You and I. You and All I. Right, I like BJ. it. BJ Armstrong, the great BJ. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.